Carrie. And I'm Stephanie, and this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hello again, Carrie. Hi, Stephanie. That was a new opening. <laughs> it definitely was. Maybe it's because it's normally like this is normally my turn to open. So you thought it is. I'll do something different. Yeah, I think that must be what it is. So speaking of different, today we are continuing our historical romance theme kind of for this month, although the next episodes will be our normal like preview review, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to talk about Bridgerton on Netflix, which mm-hmm. we had talked about talking about Bridgerton for a while, and we're just now getting to it like a year and a half later. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, to in our defense which there isn't much of one from last year, but we had, we started off with Christmas. We got a little burnt out. Then like last year, we were not as consistent as we should have been. And then we got Christmas again and we did better this year at not getting burnt out. (laughs) And so Mm. here we are doing better this year. Yeah. That burnout from that first Christmas, I think it's to blame for last year's inconsistency for like half a year. (laughs) Oh yeah. It really did do a number on us. We're just like, I don't want to podcast anymore. Like, I don't want to quit, but I just don't feel like doing it. Well, and if it was just getting on here and talking about the stuff, would not be Mm -hmm. any big deal. But it is editing the podcast, posting the podcast, doing the posts on online, social media about it. It's a lot of things. And we did so many movies that first year. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We didn't know, like, what it was going to be. No. That first year. (laughs) If you have 30 minutes of recording time, it'll probably take you an hour Mm -hmm. to edit it. You know, if you have an hour of recording time, it's going to take you a couple hours to edit it. And then you got to listen back to it. (laughs) So it's like not, it's not hard, you know, but it's not fast. Time consuming. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So here we are. Finally, we figured now would be a good time to... Go over season one of Bridgerton because season two is coming out March 25th. So now you can kind of listen to this kind of a recap in our thoughts and then decide, hey, either I'm going to watch season one or I'm just going to start with season two. Because I think one of the first things we could talk about is how this series is a little different from a normal TV series where... We're fo- we're following the same family, but like season one, we cover Daphne, a Bridgerton daughter, and her love story with a duke. But in season two, we're not still following the same couple. We're following a, an entirely different couple with her brother, Anthony. So it's not necessarily needed to watch season one to understand things. But I mean, I would recommend watching season one, but yeah. Well, and this is going to be one of my points about like, I don't have Netflix right now Mm -hmm. and I'm not super motivated to get Netflix because of Bridgerton, mainly because I have heard, and this may have changed since I heard this, but Daphne and the Duke are not coming back. Well, Daphne is coming back. She's in the trailers, but he is not. And I guess since these follow Julia Quinn's books, he's not in them as much as like people would think based on the 
first season. That doesn't bother me, though. I don't mind that he's not going to be there because I'm fine with focusing on an entirely new love story. See, I just liked him so much. He sold the whole show to me. I mean, I think he sold the whole show to a lot of people, but (laughs) I hope they still return because there's more to love than just him. And Jonathan Bailey's a cutie who plays Anthony. I mean, he is not the same, though. I am so sorry. (laughs) No, not the same. Not the same. But how do you feel like, I guess that kind of says how you feel, though, about them changing focus instead of having like it's still a continual storyline but then again it's not kind of thing well I mean I do think that they built up the other characters well enough that you were already kind of invested in Anthony's story a little bit and Mm -hmm. it's been I haven't watched it since it was out so tell me if I'm remembering this incorrectly because I also have this memory where like Things that I would like to remember just like fall out of my brain and I just don't remember them anymore. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm not even kidding. Some guy this week, we have a reunion coming up from my high school and some guy added me on Facebook as a friend and I asked a friend, I was like, do you know this guy? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, I don't remember him at all. (laughs) Not even a little bit. I'm very bad at this. So I just have stuff that I don't remember a lot of the time and Is he the one who had the girlfriend that was the prostitute? An opera singer. (laughs) I don't know. Was she an opera singer? I thought she was a prostitute. You're right, though. She was an opera singer. I mean, I'm pretty sure she was his mistress, so she was probably getting paid by him. Oh, that's true, because he had an apartment for her, too. So he he was the sugar daddy for her. Yes. But if I'm not remembering, am I remembering incorrectly that she was also sleeping with other people, too? Okay, since you're bringing this up, this was one of my, the things I really disliked. And this is just a personal me preference. This isn't, I mean, I'm sure, I I think this storyline might have been in the books. I have not read them because when I read Julia Quinn years ago, her writing style just wasn't for me. And then when I revisited around the first time Bridgerton came out, I was like, yeah, it's still not for me. <laughs> But anyway, this is a personal preference thing. It really, really freaking annoyed me how, like, in love they made Anthony with this opera singer. Her name is Sienna. Because yes. I knew, I knew the second season was going to be focused on him falling in love with, you know, his true love. Uh-huh. So I don't like seeing heroes or future heroes in love with other women. I don't want to see it. So his whole storyline in the first season where he's like in love with this opera singer, his mistress, but they can't be together because he's nobility and she's not, was is why they break up in the end. And he's like, I'm never going to love again because of this. It, I really did not like that storyline. Ha ha, next series. Next, they don't even let him get past one whole season. <laughs> no. Never going to love. But to your point about was she with other guys I think she was after they decided to call things off okay because he he, they called things off and then he was like oh no I'm gonna go and try and get her back and when he shows up at her place she's with another guy okay that's what I'm remembering then yeah I don't know I just I didn't love the way that that whole thing went down either I mean I don't know that I don't 
like I don't know if it's the sticking point about like I don't want to see a hero with someone else but it's more mm-hmm. like I just didn't love their storyline in general and it may be because I didn't like her is it just me now this is picky <laughs> this is gonna be horrible to say <laughs> oh my gosh Gary. Uh, is it just me or did she look like a hot mess the vast majority of the time like she almost looked like a drug addict i don't know if she was because i can't remember the details but like her hair always looked really disheveled she always looked like she couldn't like she just got out of bed i felt like unless she was actually singing (laughs) well i think that was supposed to be part of her whole lower class working girl she can't afford the higher things in life to like have smooth hair and she can't afford a hairbrush <laughs> it's the look carrie it's the look and maybe she was rolling out of bed all the time i mean they were in bed a lot in this whole yeah season the whole the whole the whole story all the people <laughs> i didn't really notice that i would be thinking though that if she wants to actually have a chance with him like she acted like she did wouldn't you try to make yourself look better so that perhaps people would maybe be more inclined to accept you? Even if they don't, Mm. I would think if I'm trying to impress people, I'm going to try a little harder. But I also don't live in Victorian era England. Regency era. That's what I meant. Even earlier. That's what I meant. I mean, they're never going to accept her. So I don't think she would try because she knows they're not going to accept her. That's all I got to say. I didn't care to see him with her. Okay. And since we're talking about things that I did not like to see or wasn't my favorite part, Simon, who is the lead, who is the Duke, did not say I love you at the end. Which is kind of a big deal in a romance. (laughs) Yeah. You know, he had lots of issues. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed that that aspect of his character. Like, um, the issues that he had specifically around not putting his goods inside of her. (laughs) Not having children. (laughs) You... You said that in the most roundabout way. Well, he was doing the most roundabout thing. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. But he was specifically having sex with her, but not, you know, whatever. And he... (laughs) And I actually really enjoyed this storyline about him because it was an issue with his dad. And how, Mm -hmm. like, childhood things, like, how many of us are not dealing, we're not dealing with that specific problem, but we're dealing with a ton of other things that parents do, sometimes well-intentioned, sometimes not well-intentioned, and we're adjusting as adults, we're trying to figure it out, and I I just thought that that storyline was really interesting. Yeah, he does have a good, kind of tragic backstory, Uh, to your point about him Making it mm-hmm. nearly you impossible for Daphne. <laughs> Making it nearly impossible for Daphne to get pregnant. 
does lead to a dubious consent or non-consensual sex scene. Some people may have issues with, I personally didn't, but that's just the me thing, because she does do something to try and force yes. his hand, so to speak. <laughs> his hand. <laughs> this part, I felt like, how old is she in this? So she's like, a she's a young person. Like some 18 to 21 or something. Right. Yeah. So she's young. I feel like she didn't try very hard to have a conversation with him. I don't feel like at all. It was just kind of, but maybe this is just the way that the conversations, like you didn't have these conversations back then. So it's written historically. Well, no accurate. one even told her, no one even told her how to have, you had children. So. Well, this is true. But once she knew she didn't go to him and say, why are you doing this? Yeah. And he had a reason for it. It's not like he was just like, hey, I don't want to do this. But she didn't care to know what his reasoning was because now she's mad at him because he's holding back from her. And Mm -hmm. I think it's like an insecurity thing on her part. Like something must be wrong with me. But I'm going to get mad because I don't want to feel hurt. And so I'm going to kind of take control i can totally see that it was just an in, it was that was an interesting storyline and to speak of this 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 time period i will say because me being the prudish person that i am there is one episode <laughs> episode five <laughs> you guys this is not a hallmark movie not any of it's a hallmark movie but episode five not a hallmark movie <laughs> It's their honeymoon. They're married. They're enjoying life. (laughs) Also, I don't like these unrealistic expectations of what it's like to lose your virginity either. How was that? It was awesome. I would like to know. Did she say that? Yes. It was amazing or something like that is what she said. Mm. I would like to know if if there's one person who has ever felt that way. (laughs) I'm sure there's got to, I mean, by sheer numbers. There's got to be a few. I think they're lying. (laughs) Carrie's going to do a poll. (laughs) Get that spreadsheet out. If you would like to take my my Google questionnaire. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing a study. Oh, gosh. Anyway, I'm just saying it was a lot. (laughs) I liked that episode. I I liked that the whole thing was steamy because... Like I mentioned last time, not all romance or historical romance has to be steamy, but I appreciated that this one was and was taken from, well, actually, Julia Quinn stuff is not steamy in my mind, but for these purposes, it was. They so adapted I appreciate it. that. So, yeah. I would have actually picked like another author and another series for them to make, but I'm happy with this one. I'll, I'll be, I'm happy with like anything bookish and historical romance because it never gets any attention well and at least they didn't film something that you loved and then ruin it and then you hate it that's true so they filmed something you didn't love and now you like it a lot more yeah because i know that there are quite a few people that actually had issues with bridgerton because they'd read the books and they loved the book so much so at least i didn't have that problem but even when I do read books and they make the movies or whatever on them, 
I'm not really a stickler for a lot of things. I mean, as I say that, all I can think about now is Little Women and how <laughs> they did change some things in the new movie that really freaking annoyed me. But normally I'm not a stickler. <laughs> Except for this time and that time. Except for this one time. Because <laughs> like you, I don't remember the details very yeah. much. Well, and I watch the movies first for this very reason. Usually the majority of the time. Although we talked about Divergent last time. Mm-hmm. And how, I mean, I didn't even see that movie. The, the last one, I don't think it ever came out. Um, no, they didn't make it. So... That ruined it because they didn't finish the series. You can't you can't do that. They tried to do this thing where they split the last movie, the last book into two movies, and they should have just done the one movie and called it. But anyway, I, I digress. This is getting off track. <laughs> We're back down that divergent path. But I just watch, yeah, I know. But I just watch, like I watched Harry Potter first, have no problems. Mm-hmm. For the most part, there's only one movie that I had took issue with two things in to the point that it's it's, it's a cross that I will die on. I don't know if that's the right saying. Is that the right saying? <laughs> um, not a cross that I will die on. I'm not going to crucify myself. Gosh, yeah. that's sacrilegious. But it, it's something It's something that you'll die on. Yeah. Sword I will die on. Yeah. That's the yeah. sword I will die on. Technically, a sword is a cross. <laughs> Actually, I don't think that's it either. You don't think that's it either? I don't think that's the saying either. Oh. A sword. That's a hill I will die on. Ah, a hill. You know, I was thinking like land or rock, but I'm like, that still doesn't sound right. But it is a hill. It's a geographical thing. Okay, well, that's a hill I'm willing to die on, but I won't go through those now. Maybe one day we'll have a Harry Potter episode and I could talk all about it. (laughs) One day. One day more. (sighs) Les Mis, another historical (laughs) thing. That I haven't seen. Oh, Carrie, you're killing me. All right. And then I think maybe the last thing, because this is just kind of our thoughts about the series, and I would recommend watching the second season. I don't know. Carrie, would you recommend watching the second season? Um, I'm kind of on the fence, mostly because there was a lot of getting it on in the whole thing that almost made it a little bit too much for me. Uh, especially episode five. But I do like the idea of the storylines. I do not like that Simon's not back. So that's why I'm on the fence. Okay. Well, if you don't have a problem with the guy who played Simon, Reggae Dijon Page, I don't even, I forget how to, he's I French. forget his name. It's like three different names. Yeah, I'm French. But if you don't mind that he's not going to be back and you don't mind getting it more on. explicit sexual content (laughs) she would kind of recommend it but anyway the last point i thought we should mention was the show showing more diversity in history now i know a lot of people had issues with this as well because it's not you know true to life quote unquote however i think that it's good that they showed a light because it's not like black people did not walk around regency england (laughs) you know what i'm saying and we we have all these books and things about all these dukes when there's only like 28 dukes but we're not okay with a black man in this show i don't know and i pulled up an article that 
apparently Queen Charlotte, who is in this show, is actually part of the black branch of the Portuguese royal house. Mm -hmm. So she is technically, possibly, one of the first black royals in English history. Yep. And then I also wanted to jump down to Jane Austen, who, like Regency Queen... (laughs) She began a regency with Miss Lamb, a wealthy heiress in Sanditon, which PBS is making that show. And they had a first season, got canceled, and then were saved. And a new season's coming out, I think, this month as well. So is we Ms. have Lamb another. Black? Yeah, she's black. Okay. She's a. Mm-hmm. So even Jane Austen, 1817 included a wealthy black heiress in her book and that was one of the questions i asked you when this first happened because i don't know anything about it like not i don't know anything about historical romance i don't know anything about the regency era like i literally don't know a lot about anything of this time Mm -hmm. period so i was like is this realistic like i knew charlotte because i go down these rabbit holes of I'll look up some royal person that comes up, you know, whatever. And then I'll go look and I'll see who they're all attached to. Or I'll watch like, like when I watched Victoria, Mm -hmm. I went into a rabbit hole of like looking at where all her kids ended up and blah, blah, blah. And this and that. And then I'm 12 hours later, you know, looking at somebody super obscure. (laughs) So I had known that I had come across Charlotte at some point in time, but I was like, are there really, were there really black dukes? That was specifically the question that I was wondering because I was like, would they, would the people of the times allowed that to happen? You know what I'm saying? Or would there have been pushback Mm -hmm. or would they have given the land to like someone else and said, oh, well, this is the real rightful heir and now it's in the hands of someone Mm -hmm. else, you know? So that was kind of where my questions had come. And you said that, yes, you had heard, um, Like you had heard stories of that actually happening in real life or whatever. Yes. And in this article, so this is a handy article by Vanessa Riley. She is an author, um, a black author. So if anybody wants to see, look her up, she writes historical romance and she has a handy dandy thing. Um, But the, the first black Duke was Alessandro de Medici, who was the Duke of Penn and the first Duke of Florence. And this was all the way back in the 1500s, but he was assassinated by his white cousin. And then you can guess what happens after that as far as us not knowing about black Dukes. So (laughs) not to get too controversial, (laughs) but yeah. So there are black Dukes and I don't know. I just thought that Bridgerton, I liked that they had a diverse cast and, also, just in a practical sense, giving these people, these people sounded really bad, <laughs> giving people of color a chance to be in like something historical and not be relegated to like a terrible position in life, right? Yeah. Normally, when you see these historical period things, like even the ones we talked about, it's mostly white people. So... Imagine being a person of color and loving this time period and everything, loving history, loving romance, and never, like, seeing yourself in anything. So, 
I appreciate that. I mean, as a white person, you know. You are? No, I'm just kidding. That, you know, whatever that counts for. Would have never known, Stephanie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I always want to be, like, careful on the topics just because, you know, I yeah. have my own experience and it's, I'm not sensitive to other people. I'm, you know what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> To me, when I first watched it, I honestly, I just thought, oh, this is like Hamilton. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, and and Simon sold it for me. (laughs) Honestly, if they had not cast him in that role, I cannot imagine that I would have stuck with it. I'm not going to lie. He really, he really sold me on the whole thing. So, I mean, if it was another attractive man, I mean, it could have, but I wouldn't guarantee it. <laughs> okay, Carrie. It's like the looks that he gave her and I don't know. There was just something about him. I know. I'm I'm making myself more excited to like I was already excited to watch season 1 again, but I'm making myself more excited like, oh, I get to watch this again. Yay. <laughs> Well, I'm glad. And then season two. <laughs> because you were going to watch it before we recorded this. I know. And then I was like, no, that's dumb. Wait until we're closer to when it comes out on Netflix. All right. So then the really last thing we're going to do is what we do for all the movies and things that we review. <laughs> and it's our ratings, which for me is kind of easy. But for style, I give it a five. Because it was very pretty and attractive, even though historical fashionista people would probably give it a one because zippers were visible. (laughs) But I don't care. I don't care about that stuff either. I actually would give it a five also. I really liked a lot of the dresses. I enjoyed a lot of like the different over-the-top hairstyles and the Mm -hmm. different whatever. I really liked that, is her name Penelope? The girl that was the friend. Yes. She was a little overweight. So I appreciated the fact she wasn't like morbidly obese or anything. <laughs> but she wasn't slim and trim. Just plus size. Yeah. Like Daphne was, you know. So I mm-hmm. like appreciated that. So set is also a five because we're in the freaking England. <laughs> and it was beautiful with these Regency homes and decor. So you can't beat that. Yep, there's two. There's a few things that stood out to me on the setting. Um, I really liked the outdoor place where was it like a maze garden with the high mm-hmm. hedges? Loved that. Yeah. Then I also really loved, and I don't know, I don't know if I can't remember if it was Penelope's house. Or Daphne's house. But one of them had this room with a piano in it where they would sit and read and stuff. Mm-hmm. I loved that's that room. probably I think Daphne's that's house. <laughs> oh. Okay. If we're I talking feel... about people reading, I feel like Daphne's... But, I mean, I don't know. I no, don't I think it was one of the sisters that was reading. But I don't know if it was Penelope's sister or Daphne's sister. I can't remember. Hmm. Anyway, it was really pretty. It was like... If I'm remembering correctly, it was a really pretty blue room with the piano. And then Simon's actual house that they go to was beautiful. 
Agreed. Huge. And now that I'm actually thinking about it, the parts that they show in the trailer where they're dancing outside with the flowers and everything, mm-hmm. that was very pretty. Yeah. Like, very magical. Yeah. As it should be. <laughs> so, and then storyline. Okay, I was going to give it a five, but but I'm going to give it a four for the things that I didn't like. So I'm going to give it a four. Okay. I'm going to give it a three. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dang. <sighs> Only because I guess I can't give it. I'll give it a four for this season. Although I would definitely count next season down because it doesn't have Simon in it. Oh, my okay? gosh. Okay. So I'll give mm-hmm. this one a four. But. Okay. So each book is going to follow a Bridgerton sibling. But mm-hmm. the, my favorite part about this part of the storyline is that all the girls are named after flowers. <laughs> I don't know why. The youngest daughter is like Hyacinth. Yeah. So the guys got in their alphabetical order. So Anthony, what's the next Benedict, one? Benedict. Colin, Colin. Daphne. Eloise. Eloise. That's a flower. Yeah, I know. I looked it up because I was like, this is kind of crazy. And then I think it's Frederick. I think so too. G and And, then. And then Hyacinth is H, which is the last one. They skipped G. No, G is, G has a name, but I, I can't remember if it was a boy, George. It must be George or, because I don't know that they have another sister. Now I got to look this up. Gregory. Gregory. That seems like an odd name for that time period, but what do I know? It's hard to remember like the young ones. And it's weird to think as they grow up. Oh, Francesca is an F. Uh, yeah, Francesca I said Francesca. Was... No, you said Frederick. Oh, Frederick. My bad. <laughs> I even knew there was a Francesca. Because when you said the flower things, I was like, Eloise and Francesca's the flowers? And then I say Frederick. <laughs> so it must have been at Daphne's house because Francesca was the one that was reading, I think. Mm. All the time. Anyway. I just thought that the I especially the girls' names. I just liked that they were flowers, and I liked that they were A B C D E F G H. You know what cracks me up is what? that, I mean, flowers are a big thing in like historical romance, just because I think there's all those pretty gardens, and then you could be a wallflower, you know. Uh huh. And so in my historical romance series all the girls are named after flowers for reasons. And then as I'm thinking ahead to like their children or whatever, the girls are going to follow that same thing with their girls, but the boys aren't. (laughs) And I'm like, I need to change this. I need the boys to be named after plants or something. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, that is our Bridgerton episode that we've finally got done. You can catch season two on March 25th on Netflix. This is not an ad because we're not getting paid. (laughs) Although we wish we were. We do wish we were. Our next episode is going to be the preview for April movies, correct? Yes. Preview for April. And there's actually which is a lot of movies. movies. (laughs) Good movies, too. Movies and mysteries is going to have a lot to live up to. I know. We're very excited about that one. Yep. Those two. Stay tuned. Yeah, those two. 
Stay tuned for the April preview next. Bye, guys. Bye. So subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes released. And if you're on Apple Podcast, we'd love it if you leave us a review. Apparently, those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen and our social media. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Nonsense Podcast. Talk to you later. Bye.